Hello and welcome to the Right for Your Life podcast. Today I'm joined by Nathan Filer, who is an author and a fellow stablemate, to go all equine on you, um, which means in reality that he is, um, should we share an agent? We have the same agent, which is uh, Sophie Lambert from Tibor Jones currently. And, um, and, uh, and Sophie was on the podcast uh, a few episodes ago and she mentioned you, Nathan. Uh, yep, she did about the uh, the page turner prize, I guess. Indeed. So, welcome. Thanks for coming on. Uh, thank you, Ian. Yeah, it's lovely to lovely to be here. So, before we crack on, um, how about if you give us just a bit of a brief introduction um, as to, I guess, what you write, where you come from, Scylla, and um, <laughs> and all that kind of thing. Yeah, of course. Well, um, so I'm Nathan Filer. Uh, I've written uh, a, a debut novel called The Shock of the Fall, uh, which is going to come out in the UK with uh, Harper Fiction on the 23rd of May. And uh, for your American listeners, which you assure me there are uh, uh, many millions of, um, it, it's uh, Where the Moon Isn't with St. Martin's Press. So uh, that's my novel, and I guess that's our connection through uh, Sophie. Uh, as well as that, though less so now, but... Um, uh, I've, uh, I'm a writer of performance poetry, uh, stand-up poetry, kind of hybrid of, uh, of uh, poetry and stand-up comedy. And I've been doing that for, I don't know, about 10 years now at various festivals and events and made short films. So that's me. And I have a day job, uh, which is also very important to me. I'm a, a, a mental health nurse and work in mental health and I've worked in mental health research. And you also did, um, uh, I forgot to mention this actually before we started, but you also did um, um, uh, a master's in creative writing as well at Bath, is that right? I did, yeah, at Bath, at Bath Spa. Well, that's where I, um, I've been kind of writing my novel on and off for what felt like forever and, um, and eventually decided that um, like the master's was really to give me a bit of a kick to do it really by um, investing uh, £4,000 of borrowed money. Uh, I thought that would, uh, that, that would make me write a bit quicker, and, and it did, to be honest. So I got, my, um, uh, I got the first draft of, of my novel done on the MA, and, uh, and, yeah, and then just kind of momentum carried me through to, uh, to draft five, which is, I think, the one we eventually sold. So. Yes, uh, that all sounds very familiar to you. People often ask me, actually, why, um, well, no, not why I did an MA, but whether they should do one. And will they actually learn stuff? And um, I always sort of say that, well, the main thing is that you are around other people doing the same thing, which usually cajoles you into doing what you've said you wanted to do for years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, it, was, it, it's, it sped up the process for me quite a bit too, although it still took several years to actually get the thing finished and published. But that's, Where that's did you do yours? Uh, in Sheffield. So I, did, um, I based my entire decision to go to university around um around the fact that they had a good ma writing program at sheffield hallam mm. um so yeah i went straight from the undergraduate course to the postgraduate course i mean i find it i did find it helpful i found it so um oh i don't know you get so many voices don't like, i don't know how your masters worked but mine was mostly um uh kind of workshop sessions so you're you're with your peers and you take along a couple of thousand words and and they all talk about it and that's um you can't write a book by committee can you so um and and yet when you're in the fragile stages of writing and you're not sure whether anything well if you're me and you're not sure whether you know anything that you're writing is any good then um 
it can be very helpful and also it can be counterproductive to have all of those voices. I, I have mixed feelings about it, Ian, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, if, it, if it gets a draft done, if it gets words on a page, then that's something, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I have very mixed feelings. I had a, I, I think I've talked about this before on something or other. Um, but I, I had a rubbish experience with, at the end. It was like all really, really good, and then the last bit, just out of nowhere, was a, a ludicrous piece of feedback that was actually an extremely important piece of feedback. And by crikey, I was furious, but there was nothing I could do about it. Mm. And, um, so and by furious, maybe a bit hurt as well. I was, I was, I was. I locked myself in the bathroom and sat in the shower for at least twenty minutes. Um, not with the water on because I don't want to. would You're not mad. No. <laughs> that would have been ridiculous. Um, um, yeah, it's, it does sort of. Um, well, I mean, it's, you know, the stress of studies anyway, and the stress of sharing. It's such a personal thing, isn't it? Writing a writing a novel, and I think that um, yeah, we're just fragile, aren't we? At that time, <laughs> we're fragile, and I think it's um, yeah. Well, I'm sorry to hear for your experience, but of course you got a book, you got a book deal, so uh, who, who got the last laugh, Ian? I did. <laughs> um, so the page turner prize. What made you enter the page turner prize? So I should before I finish asking that question, I should actually just remind everyone that the Page Turner Prize is something that Tibor Jones, our shared literary agency, started uh, three or four years ago, and it's a competition uh, to uh, invite debut novelists to submit their, is it, it's either a finished or almost finished draft of their novel, and and um, and everyone that's kind of been shortlisted for it has, most of them have gone on to do very well, including yourself. That's a brief overview. So what made, what made you um, send what made you enter that as a competition as opposed to unless you did I'm just talking for you now <laughs> as, as opposed what made you submit to the page turner prize and did you uh, were you also submitting to agents at the time anyway well um, uh, what made me submit was uh, so I'd finished I'd finished the course uh, I'd written uh, a version of the novel so I felt I had um, uh, you, you know a, a, a first draft it, it didn't do very well on on. I mean, it did okay, but it it, it didn't it, it it didn't do incredibly well on the course, and it certainly wasn't ready at that um uh, at that point. Um, but but the course was over, so I was just worried that I was going to lose momentum and stop writing. And then I saw this page turner prize thing, and it gave me another deadline. So you know, I'd had the deadline of the course, and suddenly there was another deadline to write towards. And I thought, oh, I've had the feedback from from the course. I could I could shape it and enter this. And and as far as the you know competitions go as as well, I think that um there's so many writing competitions out there, and I I'm, you know I'm a bit maybe too cynical about this but um i just wonder whether lots of them are it's it, you know it's a bit of a cash cow isn't it really that you can ask people to pay 10 pounds to enter a competition and then surprise surprise the, the the date of entry keeps going back because interest in it is so high and it's it, 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 you know that's <clears throat> this one wasn't like that it was free to enter um and they were interested in uh reading lots of your work instead of a couple of chapters uh you know you could send in a whole book and 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 that made it stand out to me uh so uh so yeah so i so i put it in um i was in some contact with other um agents at the time uh but not actually me submitting to them it was because uh, as part of my master's degree we wrote a, an anthology um, uh, and that went out into you know the, the world of agents, and so a, a couple had been in touch with me 
um, to, to say they'd like to read more. So, so that's sort of where we were at. Mm. But when, uh, when Sophie, our mutual agent, took me on board, uh, I knew a good thing when I had it. So. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so how was how did the how has the spoke how did you go from being a performance stand up poet to writing a full length novel with a publishing deal? Uh, I didn't write a full length novel with a publishing deal. I just Sorry, wrote a novel. <laughs> <laughs> the publishing deal came later. Um, I don't know how connected they are really, and I know it's um, it, it, you know, of course, it's it's tempting to give our life that sort of narrative structure isn't it and say well i was doing i was doing that and then the novel was a progression but i don't think they they necessarily are um you know obviously i'm thinking about storytelling in in the poetry that i'm doing i'm thinking about words something about the economic use of words which is um very important in my in my novel but but i i really considered it to be quite a, a separate venture to the point that I stopped writing and performing poetry for two years in order to to focus on the novel. So, so for me, it was actually an either or situation. That isn't the case for some of my peers. I'm, I'm friends with Joe Dunthorne, and of course, he's a very celebrated poet and novelist, and you know, runs them uh, runs them concurrently. But um, uh, but for me, I took time out and focused on uh, focused on writing the novel. And did um did did you have you, do you perform the, your fiction? I, I, found, I found performing my fiction really useful when I was when I was writing it. I, I, I also have a sort of background in spoken word, although I was the organizer of the event who sort of read whenever I was felt like it was <laughs> not cheating to read at your own event. Um, but I, some advantages. Indeed, yeah, that's true. Free beer every now and again, maybe as well. Um, yeah, I, I found it useful because it it it, it made me um, spot lots of problems with my sentences because I was having to read them out in front of people and I would you know it went, I would kind of stop in a sentence, not for dramatic effect, but because I'd realised I was about to stumble over my words and I was actually trying to rearrange it as I was saying it. I wondered if you uh, uh, tried to perform your sort of longer fiction and how it's uh, if it's helped. Well, that's um, that's. Really, I was going to say no because I haven't performed it. Um, I've, I've never performed my prose to to an audience, but um, the the entire novel it's written in first person. Pacing of it is hugely important to me, and the rhythm of the writing is very important. And I wrote the entire novel out loud, um, which I haven't really thought about too much before. But um, but yeah, every paragraph I would I would say it out loud. I muttered the whole thing. I can't work in libraries or cafes because I feel like people <laughs> will you know just look at me like I'm I'm kind of yeah like uh, chatting away to myself. So um so in that respect, I suppose I absolutely did um but just with myself as as an audience. But to be honest, I'm far more critical an audience member than than any of the nice people who come to see me. So. Um, <laughs> So, so it's probably just as well I did it that way. Do you mean? Do you mean that you um, you read it before you wrote stuff down, or the other way around? No, just uh, sort of a, a, as I would go, really. So, so yeah, like t- type a sentence and and then read it. How does that? How does that sound? What's the what's the flow of that? What's the yeah? What's the um, nice. and and then yeah, and then rewrite. Um, and I've been doing that on. I've just been writing an extra chapter actually for um uh, as part of the promotional side of things which i'm sure we'll talk about is another world isn't it but um uh, for the ebook edition of my book i'm writing this special edition chapter um and i i got back to the um it was all good to go and and then i uh, had to get in touch with harper collins with um uh, the 
a lovely assistant editor there and say, oh, no, I need to um, I need to add another line in just before the, 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 the last line. And it was really about pacing rather than anything else, you know, just thinking about the, the, the kind of uh, the meter, I suppose, and the, and the flow of the language. So, so I think about it a lot. I think I'm probably quite preoccupied with it, Ian. I, th- <laughs> I, th- I think about it as much as anything else. <laughs> but, it's, I mean, that's interesting that you say that because, I, again, I dedicate this probably the most self-indulgent podcast anyone's ever recorded where I spent then for some reason I hadn't got every now and again a guest doesn't turn up or I have children problems Mm. multiple problems of some sort and I have to cancel and then I I kind of oh gosh I'm gonna have to record a podcast on my own so I I do no one's sent any terrible letters of complaint yet and I did one where I talked entirely about rhythm and um, rhythm in in prose because I think it is associated with poetry and to a lesser extent i guess the dialogue in a script or something like that mm. but the the rhythm of prose it's all about that so i spent some time in this podcast going but dum da dum da dum da dum <laughs> doing all that kind of nonsense i am bit pentameters in uh, yeah indeed yes um and it is but it is so important is um it's it's the difference between good writing and bad writing i think without wanting to make it all sound a bit too simple but the rhythm of something and the pace of it, it really is what it is. That's what, that is kind of what underpins the, the entire thing. And, and especially a longer project, I think. Um, I think so. And pacing is, cause pacing isn't just about, um, it, yeah, the, the, the kind of content of scenes. It is how, how the writing is structured. And there are parts of the novel that you want to slow people down on. Mm. And there's parts of the novel that, yeah, for whatever, for whatever reasons you want to, 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 to kind of, yeah, like move faster. And, um, and, and that's your tool, isn't it? Like constructing those sentences yes. in that way to do that is, is, is how we do it. And, um, and uh, yeah, like that's every bit. Like to me, I think that's every bit as important is the is the kind of content of the writing, isn't Absolutely, it? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm reading Hawthorne and Child at the moment, and that's brilliant for that. It's really, really got sort of a section in the middle where the sentences are just they're basically just a few words, but it just it's just perfect for that particular passage. And um, yeah, it's very good. So an, another recommendation to go on my my mountain <laughs> of. Uh... <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, so before you, um, in fact, it was earlier today, we were just emailing about what we might talk about and you looked at my website, which you were very complimentary about, so I appreciate it very much. Um, and you referred to the writer as a commodity. And well, I looked at your, I said, I said, you're a brand and you yes. have a logo. If you're, um, I'm sure your listeners have, well, I guess they go to the website to get the po- podcast, many of them, but, uh, yeah, you have, um, uh, IB, but but very much as it, it is as a logo, isn't it? R- rather than uh, just your name up there. So I thought that was that was interesting, and it made me think a little bit about um, yeah, this experience that I'm having now that I never really considered, and I don't really feel that comfortable with either. Which is that the the, the author is uh, is is brand, aren't we? And and how like how we're sold as well as how the book is sold. Um, which has been a real eye-opener to me. And, uh, yeah, just quite strange. I don't know what your take is on that. Yes, well, I mean, it is is true. (laughs) You're absolutely right. We are a commodity more so than ever before, I think, because it's harder to sell books than it kind of ever has been, especially if you're published in the way that we're both published. Um, because and we have to we have to help out so much. So the, you know, the long gone are the days where you can write a book, hand it over to a publisher, and they do the rest. You know, we have to be prepared as authors to 
put ourselves out there a little bit and part of that is is putting your personality on the line a little no, bit. No, but so. this is a problem, isn't it? Because the book I really, you know, thought about and crafted and and it's, you know, I, whether it be to everyone's taste, but it's the best thing I've ever written and and I think it's good. But me as a person, I'm an asshole. And <laughs> I, <laughs> just, can't we just go with the book, you know? <laughs> I know what you mean. I mean, I, I, I guess it, I've got all this sort of nonsense that I've been doing for the last three or four years, and I kind of sit in front of a microphone and talk every week. But I'm still incredibly self-conscious, and although I, I, although I kind of, I'm, I'm comfortable with it now, and I'm used to it, I do still, I find myself being extremely um, self-deprecating quite a lot, and um, it's kind of a natural thing because it's, you know, you do feel like. Even though, as you say, I, I, you know, I really like my book. It's, it took a, took a while to do, you know, um, and and that's and that's fine. And I'm I'm pleased that a lot of other people seem to like it as well. But I still feel like I'm sharing off a little bit. Well, and this is, and we're sort of encouraged to, aren't we? So, like, I wasn't on. I'm not on. Before I wrote the book, I wasn't on any uh, social media, so I'm not comfortable with that stuff anyway. I'm one of the only people I know who isn't on Facebook. You know, like, I just, I don't, I feel uncomfortable with it. But I went to a a, a kind of a social media training day at at HarperCollins. You know, this is how seriously they take this stuff. Mm. Um, And I've joined Twitter, and I'm quite sort of pleased I have, apart from the fact I waste my time on it now. But it's how we met, for example. But I've joined Twitter essentially as a, a, a self-promotion uh, device. But then I read some, uh, I, you would have seen it, the article in The Guardian recently, like, like damning authors for, for using Twitter in order to, in order to self-promote. And yeah. it's, like, it's, it's just a tightrope, isn't it, really? I don't, um, uh, and, and this is where I come back to thinking I just, you know, I don't, I don't feel comfortable with it. And, um, and I think like you either do it right or, or I sort of feel like maybe just don't do it and try and write that next novel instead, you know? I mean, that's um, pretty sensible pretty advice, s- the last part. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, writing the, writing the second novel is, uh, is the most important thing. But um, it's, yeah, I, it, is, um, it is something that I've gotten used to. I think I give the impression of being... Well, I definitely do. I mean, I, I, I kind of do do it for a living as well, to to an extent. So I'm a I've worked worked for a design agency for several years. I'm now a um, a researcher in digital communications. So I kind of have to know about this kind of stuff. Mm. But it doesn't. Well, it's your it's, it's your bread and butter, isn't it? And you you're you know you're very good at it and feel comfortable with it. And it's fine. I don't I don't think it's bad. I just think it's easy to do it badly, and then and then you might as well not have done it. But it depends what you mean by doing it badly. I think. I think. Some, I think. I think. There's a lot of pressure put on people, and there's a lot of pressure put on authors to do social media well because you know you have to promote your book and all that kind of thing. But in, in my experience, I don't do social media in any particular way. I just kind of. I, my, I kind of decided several years ago that if I'm kind of just polite to people, and um, and if I if I want something, if I kind of want to do a bit of self-promotion, or if I want to kind of, oh, I'd quite, I'd quite like, <laughs> it's a bit like, um, uh, here's one for all the US listeners, it's a bit like um, Alan Partridge at the funeral. You, you just dis- you just, you just disappeared. No, it's, it seems to be better, yeah. All oh, right, okay. Where did we get to? I was talking about Alan Partridge. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, fine. I was about to talk about the Larry Sanders show. Right, uh, okay. So uh, there we are. Um, uh, 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 Arthur in the Larry Sanders show, who uh, uh, who offers the, uh, uh, the the advice to Larry Sanders understudy: um, uh, if you're humble and sweet, people like you, and if you act like an asshole, people think you're an asshole. 
uh, which, which strikes me as uh, strikes, strikes me as very very sagacious advice there from uh, from televisions. It's, it's pretty much spot on, and that's um, that's kind of how I've tried to approach it as well. I kind of think that if you want to sort of say something about your book or about your podcast or your website, if you want to do a bit of self-promotion, that's fine, as long as you're not silly about it. Because people follow you presumably because they're interested in what you do, so that's kind of okay to mention it every now and again, um, I think. But at the same time, it's, it is a quite a good networking tool. So I, I was <laughs> a bit like Alan Partridge at the funeral. I kind of you Sometimes you're a bit like... Ooh, I'd, I'd quite like to talk to him over there. So you, you know, I, you, it's the perfect way of doing that. So, like as you say, I, I, uh, I, I met you and many other people from uh, from being on Twitter. So it's it's kind of it is useful, but as long as you're kind of yourself and you, you're not you're not. So that's interesting, isn't it? About um about the writer as the commodity because I think you're right, and if you relax into it, in you're yourself. But did you feel when your novel came out? Did it, we, we might get very deep now, Ian. But did did you did you like question sort of the self you're meant to be? Like I, I'd spent so long wanting to be a novelist and to and to have a novel out and to write a you know a serious novel and then and then this you know happened for me and it was a it was a wonderful thing. Um, and but such a big change that that it made me. I don't know. Yeah, kind of just just reconsider the way that I wanted. To present myself to people, like, oh, I'm a, I'm a I'm a serious novelist now, so perhaps I should, uh, I, I don't know, talk in the way that I imagine serious novelists talk. Fortunately, being on Twitter, I've now discovered that serious novelists talk uh, like everyone else on Twitter uh, <laughs> about the banalities of themselves. But before I learned that, um, I, I imagined that I might have to uh, present myself in a certain way, and I suppose that's what I mean about the commodity and the tightrope of it, and 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 all of that when we're just getting trying to work out when we're being ourselves or when we're being a promotional tool for our book or, or, or yeah, how, how those come together. So, yeah, I'm, I'm wittering. I'm no, wittering. No, make, I, make, make what you will of that, if that makes any sense. I think it's a good point. I didn't, I, I didn't have any sort of huge crisis of identity or anything like that, but I did, I did feel like I had to be a bit more... Um, as yeah, so serious as probably as good a word as any. I, 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 for instance, I found it quite difficult to, to blog like I previously did. So I would pretty much just put anything online, and I would. Uh, that's not true. I was a lot of thought went into it, but you know, I would write some sli- slightly silly posts about writing, um, things like, um, uh, what was the three ways to? Th- I can't remember something about p- putting stuff in your ears. It was stupid, but you know, I was kind of a bit more frivolous about it, and um, and I kind of did sort of think, well, maybe I should be more serious now. Um, but my bubble was burst quite quickly when I appeared on Radio Sheffield, uh, which um, goes out to ten, twenty, maybe thirty million people, and um, I was uh, talking to. Paulette, who's the host of the one o'clock show or something like that. And, Did you just um, say Radio Sheffield goes out to 30 million people? No, it doesn't really. I was just <laughs> exaggerating wildly. <laughs> Half the country listened to, uh, to uh, Radio Sheffield. Excellent go. Sorry. And, and um, I was, uh, I, my interview was in uh, two halves and I was sandwiched, or so I was the bread in a rock set joyride sandwich. Which um, I, I suddenly realised perhaps I didn't need to take myself that seriously because perhaps other people didn't take me that seriously. Excellent, that's good, isn't it? That's a good a good lesson. We need these things. Um, yes, yes. I, I think 
I think my, my, my answer is that people, people there is, whilst we feel like we need to, um, uh, we, we might need it when you become an author or when you release a book, you know, and, this, and there's lots of people who, who haven't got book deals, obviously, who are listening to this, people who self-publish. I think as soon as you put something out there that is kind of um, your art, then you do suddenly feel um, different. You feel like you have something out there that is like an extension of you that you can no longer control, I guess. Yeah, well, that's true, and I suppose the fact you feel different. So it's not um, it's not just your, yeah, trying to work out the new way of presenting yourself. It's that you have changed a little bit, and experience like that changes you, doesn't it? So, um, uh, but but yeah, as as you say, maybe maybe, maybe it doesn't shift you completely. Uh, but but um, but but yeah, like it's it's definitely part of a growing process, isn't it? And a creative growing process to 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 put a novel out is a is is a pretty big step in any writer's career, isn't it? It would be it'd be strange if you felt exactly the same the day after. Exactly. And it's something that people generally have worked towards for years and years. It's kind of it's it's very much sort of dream to come true kind of event for most writers, I think, that first novel. Um so I think some sort of change is probably inevitable. Do you know I sold my uh, in two days' time, it'll be exactly a year. It take, that's when we sold it. It takes a while for them to get on the shelves, doesn't it? It does. Mine was much quicker, actually. It was about six months, but it, and I was just astonished that it was it was so quick. But um, I think that's because... Well, you, yours was probably ready to go. That's why. They had, <laughs> they had to do so much with mine. <laughs> well, well I don't know so much about that, <laughs> if only. But... Um, so how are you feeling? So this is one of the things I wanted to ask you. We've got about five, five, six minutes left. How okay. are you feeling? You've got you've got a, a debut novel coming out in. Um, when is it coming out? A couple of months. Uh, the, well, well, the twenty third of May in the UK. In America, it's not out until uh, I think October or November. It's much later in any case in in the US. And how are you feeling? Uh, all sorts of things, as you probably picked up on by how erratic I've been in this conversation <laughs> so far. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, all sorts of things, Ian. But just just before uh, we started talking, I was looking at psychotherapists in Bristol uh, <laughs> <laughs> online. So um, yeah, uh, it, it's um, I feel I feel nervous and I feel um, excited. But to, to be honest, all, all joking aside, I feel. Uh, kind of mostly just ready now for it mm. to be out there. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like oh, I just, definitely I just, know what you mean. Um, yeah, just uh, I've been thinking about this book and talking to people and being involved in the promotional side and and, and all all of that. And um, yeah, I'm just I'm just really uh, ready for it to uh, to be out there and for people to start reading it. Which is which is why I wrote it. You know, so um, yeah, it's as simple as that, really. And at the end of the day, isn't it? We we write these things to to have readers, and and now I want now I want it to go out to the readers, and it will, and I'm sure it'll be a, a great success. I'm looking forward to reading it myself. Well, yeah, please, uh, please do, and uh, and uh, yeah, let me know, uh, let me know what you think of it. Uh, yeah, well, you know, if you like it, if you don't, don't bother. <laughs> don't hunt me down on Twitter to tell me you don't like it. I have said that to quite a number of people actually. So you know, let me know what you think. But you know, I'd rather not have the bad stuff, unless it's sort of construct. Actually, no, I wouldn't like the bad stuff because it's kind of there's nothing I can do about it now. It's pretty much out there. It's so it's funny. There. It does all get caught up in your in your ego and stuff then as well, isn't it? Because it's like it, the work doesn't change. I think that's you know, it's 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 a. I mean, that's part of the beauty of I think um. 
well, I was so drawn to the to, to the novel, even though I was doing lots of live performance. I, I love that you create the novel and it just exists and it's there and it will, it, it, particularly the physical form of the novel. I know that, you know, ebooks and things is another discussion, but, um, but, but you know, I love that, it, 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 you know, those books in some form or another will be on, on shelves or, uh, you know, in attics for, for, for decades. Mm-hmm. You know, when the book's long out of print and, and long out of favour, it'll be there for, uh, for, for decades, for 50 years, for 100 years, for 200 years, you'll, you'll be gone and, and the book doesn't change and yet, and, 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 and will be reaching out and, and touching people that you'll, that you'll never know. And that's the beauty of it. And yet, because we're so involved in the marketing and the publicity and watching the immediate audience of the book through these forums and through Goodreads and, and all of that, it, it, it becomes a lot more about us and a lot less about the book, I think. Um, and so that's a conversation I, I have with myself sometimes to, to, to kind of, yeah, just remind myself that, uh, that, that really it was about the story. And, uh, and, and, and that's there, however I feel about it now, isn't it? Mm. I, that's a really good way of looking at it. I've, I've been, I've been, I think, because of having sort of children, my first children come along at the, pretty much exactly the same time, I've not had chance to do a great deal, but I've really not had a chance to think about it in, in a kind of... I'm looking forward to, in a couple of years' time, sitting down thinking, oh, that was, um, that was when my first book came out. Hopefully I might have another one out or coming out by then. But a bit of um, we, we always talk when, when about the writing process how it's good to give yourself a bit of space um, uh, between you know kind of write something then put it down for a week or something like that and then come back to it. But I'm quite looking forward to reflecting on an actual finished novel that I can't change. But I'm not. I'm looking forward to looking at it in my future self's eyes if that makes sense. Quite right. Quite right, um, and sharing it with your uh, with your children at some point. In- yes, yes, I might have to wait till they're eighteen, but um, <laughs> or some sort of, sort of undefined legal age for reading my novel. Um, right, I, I do know what I think. We've um, we've waffled on for about half an hour there, which is um, I think my limit. Super. Um, okay. Good. Well, let me just ask you actually before: Are you writing your next book now? <laughs> I'm doing my best. To, has Sophie told you to ask this? No, 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 no. Oh, right. Is she, is she putting pressure on you? No, no, yeah. no. Sophie said, Ian, for God's sake, will you hurry up with your... Uh, no, no, she said no such thing. Well, oh. it's an interesting... It's probably a podcast in itself, is it, it, writing a second novel. I am, but it's inevitably extremely slow going. And I don't know if this is just because I have twins and not just the one child. I'm not saying that I'm a special case, of course, but... Um, I, I, I've, I'm finding that I have extremely little spare time at the moment. And because there are two of them, obviously, when I get home from work, I have a full-time job like you. You come home from work and you, there's a baby. There's, one, there's always a baby to hold. That we're not, we'll, we will never outnumber our children. No. Um, so it's, um, the, the, the time is, is kind of limited. So at the moment, I am trying, because I've said to myself, I'm going to have my second novel written, first draft, by the end of 2013. Mm. And... Um, and something needs to change i need to find a way of doing it whether it's just waiting a couple of months for them to be a bit bigger and a bit more independent and that kind of thing maybe so but i need to but work they're, out. they're little aren't they and i tell myself you know you're only a new um for your listeners you know but uh, i i have a 10 week old baby upstairs right now um and uh you know we're only new fathers once aren't yes. we so it would be uh, we've already been first time novelists so yep. uh, you know uh 
That, that's, that's the priorities as well, aren't there? That's absolutely right. Thank you. I feel better about it. <laughs> um, Ian, so lovely to speak to you. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Absolutely. No problem at all. It will be good to uh, get you back on again in the future. It'll be interesting to uh, see how it all feels once the book's out there and doing marvellously well. Uh, well, I'll be uh, very happy to come back. Let's hope so. Cheers. Hey, where the heck, we, where the heck can we find you on Twitter? I forgot to ask. Oh, yeah. Self, self-promotion. Uh, it, Come on, this is it. Well, indeed, yeah. Um, well, it's uh, uh, at Nathan Filer, all lowercase. And uh, website? Uh, NathanFiler.co.uk. Filer's F-I-L-E-R. That's all very good and simple to understand. I am Ian Broom on Twitter at uh, Ian Broom, I-A-I-N-B-R-O-O-M-E. And the website is IanBroom.com too. Thanks very much, Nathan. Hope to speak to you soon. Super. Cheerio. Bye.